This is Neat and Mixed from Hops and Spirits. We're here for our very first Neat and Mixed flight night. We've done many podcasts, many flight nights, but this is the first with both just me and Brandon hosting. And we have a special guest with us because we're actually live, sort of, so to speak, live to tape here at Logsdale Distillery. We have the president and distiller, Wally Dant, with us. Wally, hey, thanks for being here. Hey. Yeah. Glad you guys yeah, are here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, good to see you again. Yeah, good seeing you. Yeah. Now, now it's been a while since we, we've talked. Um, I think maybe a little over a year ago. I think a few things have changed for you guys since then. But before we get into all that, let, let's uh, introduce yourself. Uh, Wally Dan. <laughs> and I'm the president, distiller, founder of Log Steel Distillery. And Brandon, who are you? Your boy, Brandon. Your boy. <laughs> and if, if you guys don't know we do a little bit of neat and mixed reviews and we're we're, we're yeah. branching out a little bit and, uh with the flight night we're gonna go to our first pour which is the barrel age gin i believe is yeah. that right so yeah. what do we got here with this one so what you have before you is our barrel finished gin and so this gin um is actually from a botanical perspective different than our dry gin that we have out there we actually aged this six months in a weeded bourbon barrel of ours. So we take that um, leftover bourbon barrel after we've dumped it, put our gin in there, put this barrel finished gin in there, age it for six months. And so what you will see and feel on this gin, and for those of you that love gin, you'll like this. For those of you that don't like gin, you'll like it. Uh, it the, <laughs> the intent, really the intent behind this barrel finished gin was to introduce maybe non-gen drinkers into the category. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, a lot of people get turned off by that juniper, what they sometimes call piney smell that you generally get from a gin because there are juniper berries in it. Right. Well, in that aging process, it what happens is while you may smell it on the nose, you will not uh, taste it long on the palate because of what that barrel does to that juniper berry it really kind of what we i could say soften it out rounds the edges off um that is definitely unique it's very unique smell very like you said very piney but yeah take a sip let me know what you think that is not what i was expecting with a gin Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i think that's in a good way like you were talking about no it's it's like what you would like you said it's kind of something that a bourbon drinker would maybe work yes. their way into yeah and that's what that was the, the real intent of mine in creating this gin so i love gin right and i want to make everybody a gin drinker at some point in time as well as you know, of course bourbon but it was really for those you know that used to drink their dad's stuff at home when they were a teenager and got sicker than shit on it you know it was and never to go back to it again was hey please come back to it because here we've done something different and so you get residual sugars that are coming out of that barrel right so it makes it a little softer creamier and then you get all of the 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 vanillas you get a lot of the cinnamons that are coming out of that barrel infusing itself into that gin and we just think it's a a great expression of a gin I would, you know, the fun things that we do with this from a cocktail perspective is actually we replace traditional bourbon drinks with this gin because of the smokiness that you get out of that from that barrel. So like uh, an old fashioned, we actually do a gin old fashioned with that. And it's just a new twist on an old cocktail. I can see that because it, I get a sweetness from Mm -hmm. this. Oh yeah. Like a very, really good, nice sweetness from it. And 
again the the smokiness like you said yeah, from the right. from the bourbon barrel. and it's not overly no it's not it's very it, like you said it's not a typical gin no. so if you're expecting no. that you're no, no, gonna no, be yeah. in for, be, right yeah. and for a rude awakening and um when you think about like monk's road and the names that you guys have here um because i know that's one of your main lines here where did right. that name come from so uh depending on which way you came in we, uh, we, we Louisville, did right? yeah we did we did drive in from monk's road on simple as that as simple, yeah well it's about as simple as that but the, the 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 better story for our name on that brand is our family there's a monastery that's about a mile down the road uh, so you were correct right. Brandon. you were correct yeah. as yeah. we were driven by it you passed it right and so that yeah. land um they built that monastery in the 1840s oh wow um but the land that the monastery is built on was actually donated by the Dant family and so okay um they actually donated to a group of sisters to build the girls school first because most you know back in the 1820s or so women weren't being as well educated as as boys were and so um my family set up a gave it to the sisters so they could build a, a school for girls hmm. and eventually they turned it over to the the monks that are there today but you know so when you're looking for brand names you were looking for that I am anyway looking for that tie-in into our sense of place because this is you know we're sitting on an old distillery property that my family owned mm -hmm. and um, and so we really wanted that sense of place to and you know get into our brands as well. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about like you know obviously you know it's a family tradition within the family. How did the idea come about to open up a distillery with you know your cousins Lynn and Charles and um, like. Talk to us about all that. How that just even come about? Well, you know, we, we grew up around it, right? right? I mean, you would be, uh, for all practical purposes, and, and this is the, my God's honest truth. Yeah, my teeth were cut on. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. And and you know, mom used <laughs> back when they were allowed to do that. Right? <laughs> well, even my children were used. We used it. And then I took a uh, shot myself and felt a lot better right. in terms of putting up with crying. Um, but you know, we were all around that. And grew up in that, you know, my great-grandfather owned this distillery. My great-great-uncle owned it before him, before uh, before Prohibition. So so this place, and, my, you know, my dad grew up in that little white house that you're looking at across across the way. Oh, wow. And so this place was, you know, a part of our family. And while it wasn't a part of the financial side of the family, it was certainly a part of our history. And so, um, so with... Will Dant being there, J.B. Dant being a part of it, we all, you know, all said, well, why did, why did the family sell off the numerous brands that they had and numerous companies that they had, and, and why, why? My grandfather was the last one to retire in that business, which was in seventy four, uh, nineteen seventy four, right. and um, and so all of us were looking at each other at every reunion we ever had and said, well, wouldn't it be cool to, to do yeah. this again? And so ultimately, I had the means and the ability yeah. to go, okay, well. Not, it's now or never for yeah. me so yeah. let's let's try it and so you know here we here we are and asked lynn to come back because she's smarter than hell she's a chemical engineer <laughs> uh, and a wharton grad and so she knows what the hell she's doing around the whole processing end of things because right. bourbon at the end of the day is it's while nice. there's a lot of art to it there's a lot of science in that oh, processing yeah. piece of it. absolutely so she's she's great on that end charles grew up here yeah his grandfather on his mom's side worked at the distillery um and so we we all kind of felt that you know, coming together as cousins mm. and and parting on our own new venture here was 
uh, you know, be a cool thing to do. That's awesome. And then settling on log still for the name. Yeah. So a lot of pioneer distillers in Kentucky, um, it couldn't afford copper. Like so, sense, yeah. uh, whether it was my family or other families that were here, a lot of them couldn't afford copper. And so they did the next best thing, which was use some frontier ingenuity, which was a hollowed out log with tubing going up mm -hmm. through it, right up through it. So it could, you know, produce alcohol. And so it was a, a way of, you know, either stacking them on top of each other or banding one together. Um, that's how we said, okay, let's pay, pay homage to that frontier ingenuity and you know kind of what we're doing which is that next generation distillery which is log still and all of the things that you know you guys see around here today paying homage to kind of the history that you guys have in, yeah. in, in kentucky yeah. yeah absolutely love it awesome. well, do we want to go to the second one yeah second pour second pour second pour second pour all so right what's so up, what's speaking up two? speaking of homage <laughs> to kentucky this is a tennessee whiskey so <laughs> So why? What, what happened there? <laughs> so why Tennessee whiskey, right? Uh, one, I think Tennessee does a great job with uh, whiskey as well. And so yeah. if anybody knows anything about Tennessee whiskeys, most of them are really bourbons that just go through a charcoal filter <laughs> process, right? Um, wow, having said bad. that, uh, I've lived in Tennessee for 22, almost 22 years. Because that's where you were living before you came up before here to start up here, all yeah, this, right? I sure did. And... Uh, and five of my kids still are in Tennessee. And so it was a, a way for us to call out, you know, a great Tennessee whiskey in a Kentucky distillery. And so right. this is a 94 proof uh, little ditty from, um, we've got a contract distilled down in Tennessee for us. So we can call it Tennessee whiskey. Nice. It's gone through the Lincoln <clears throat> County process. It, it's quite frankly, it's one of my, one of my favorite go-tos if I'm just going to do a, a little, and I drink mine not with Coke, uh, but on, on the ice. Hey, on hey ice what, how am I drinking today? Take all the I'm shots. Doing okay today. I'm doing okay today. I'm Take all okay. the shots at him. Wow, that is this fair is, though. That is fair. This, this is, is really good. It smells delicious. The smell got me right away. Mm -hmm. It's in my face didn't. Give oh, yeah, away, you're, but, I saw the face. I saw, yeah, our expert. We we are not. Uh, we're expressive. We, we, expressive. Not players, is well, that right? No, we're, we're okay. Oh, but with this, we, oh, we tend okay, to give right. it away. We're, if you watch we're reviews, very, we're very uh, expressive. Our, our initial drinkers. expressions <laughs> are, are, are very telling. We're probably going to know where we stand before we even take a drink. Mm -hmm. Especially if we both do a head tilt together. At the same I know. Time. Yeah, we're. Yeah. So, we, you obviously talked about Monk's Road as the the first initial one that we, but. Um, talk, talk to us about the rattle snap. You know, where... so it's the same. It, it's the same thought process behind this. It was, yep. you know, we're 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 certainly into this sense of place yeah. and yeah. A, a little bit of, of history. And so, rattle and snap was a was a pre Civil War game of chance, where you took dried out beans, put them in your hand, right, and so when you shake them, they rattle. Right? Yeah. And then you snap your wrist like a game of craps. And, you know, wherever those beans land and whoever was making up the game was called Rattle and Snap. And so, huh. again, there's this, um, there this place in Tennessee that was won in a game of chance of called Rattle and Snap from the, what was then the governor of, of North Carolina. He lost land in Tennessee because Tennessee used to be a uh, territory of Carolinas. North Carolina. And so he lost that land in Tennessee to this game of chance. And so, again, it was <laughs> a like great way. Huh? 
Sounds like something you'd do. <laughs> I'd parlay it with something else. We'd, right? I'd have probably lost South Carolina you know, and, and so, Florida, too. And, and, and you see that, you know, we kind of have our tagline on here, which is make your own luck, right? And so, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a way for us to go, a, hey, you know, for a Kentucky distiller to come out with a Tennessee whiskey is not unique. I mean, go ask Brown Foreman how they do with Jack Daniels. Right. Um, but, you know, a lot of them don't do that uh, necessarily with some of the other distillers. Oh. And so we just really wanted to, to kind of – Call that out and that's move a, out of where where we are and where we came. That's a really cool story. You like yeah. that? I love that. And the pour, yeah, the pour is that. just as good. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's is really good. good. Like it's fantastic. So I mean, that's about almost a little less than four and a half years of age. Okay. And and nice. so obviously you got the Monks Road and the Rattle and Snap. What's the ultimate goal as far as production? I mean, obviously Tennessee whiskey is going to stay down in Tennessee, but I know we're getting into Monks Road bourbons here yeah, soon. Yeah. But I'm guessing. The beautiful facility behind us is going to be producing a lot of that here soon. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, as it is, are, right? as you're laying it down. We are, but yeah. um, you know, for our, our bourbon brands and our gins, we all produce them all here now. So we've got a gin still over there. We've got certainly got the column still as well. We can produce around twenty-two to twenty-four thousand barrels a year on the you know for the distillery and that's on a 24 7 basis with that 24 inch column still um you know what's next on the horizon for these we actually do a what we call a limited series which is the fourth forage you can taste which is a fifth district series okay. we're actually coming out with our high rye bourbon what i call our what i call our staple brand so it'll be the weeded mash bill it'll be high rye bourbon and, and rye kentucky rye whiskey so we, you won't see us do an Indiana rye, but we'll do a Kentucky Take rye. Right. So a little more yeah. corn content on yeah. that because I like a, a little bit of a sweeter mix with my, my rye. Um, but you'll see us come out with those in uh, January, February, March. So early 2024. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same price point, right? So, yeah. And what we've tried to do here with a lot of our brands is keep it uh, affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, so many times you get a lot of bourbons out there that are, you know, in that $100 or plus price point, for, particularly for craft. Because, yep. You know, we, we can't do it at scale at like mm-hmm. some of the big boys. Yeah. But we really, you know, here we are in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, and we wanted to make sure that our community come in and feel like they could pay, whether it's under 40 or around 45, 50, right. with a, you know, either Tennessee whiskey or the bourbon brands, right. that they could feel good about that, walk home, and, and then come back and buy another Right. Yeah. So that's that was really, you know, what we what we were intentional trying to be intentional about. Yeah. And I was going to say, you guys um, have been able to build that up. And is the ultimate goal to stay stay at the twenty five thousand barrel range, or do you have capacity for more? Hopefully, down the road. What's yeah. The... So, so we built our place to be bigger. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And so we have capacity within the distillery today to expand, and you know. Uh, uh, I'm a big believer in this bourbon train. I don't oh, think yeah. it's ending anytime soon. You know, we, what's in your blood? Figuratively and literally. If you look at it domestically, we haven't met the demand yet. You know, mm-hmm. if you talk about all this allocated product out there, mm-hmm. you know, you're and you're still not reaching everybody who wants it. And then you look overseas and you say, well, there's big market overseas yeah. and we should be taking advantage of that i was gonna say japan australia everywhere yeah. still loves loves a yeah. good good pour and, right. and <clears throat> shall we go to the third i'm all in he's all in all right so the third is our small batch so we, we use 
small our small batch is usually less than 50 barrels this one is around 47 barrels or so this is our weeded mash bill and again this is about four and a half years of age and now is this one that this. you all made here or so this is contract distilled for us okay um you know our, our big distillery has been running now for uh, 15 months okay or so okay um so working on laying down stuff that will eventually so, be yes, these the same the same things that you're tasting today um and and so we had this contract distilled in kentucky for us just about an hour east of here in a little town called danville so for all of you folks who yep. know what's in danville there's only one real distillery there yep. <laughs> they they helped us out yep and great and great folks i, mean, I was gonna say if awesome. i know who it is they're good yeah. people yeah, 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 yeah. Great people. yeah. Great people. they are good they, people they've been fantastic for us and so this is you know our mash bill that we yeah, that's really good too now this is uh 94 proof 94 that, proof okay then yeah, we really wanted that uh, four years that four years of age that proof level because we felt Ooh. that was a nice proof level where you know you're trying to meet some customer expectations around proof level on particularly on a, on a, a weeded mash bill and we really wanted to kind of play, play how much wheat's in this that that you're willing to say say over 20. <laughs> over 20. okay, okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want that's I didn't fair enough specifics but i, I knew we, we did this is, yeah. and it's funny because i think last time we did this one <clears throat> we did uh, bourbons was not exactly where i was at yet yeah since <clears throat> then i have come around and really yeah, we started, brought we've, we've we've brought you around you you yeah. have you have yeah. and this is another yeah. one that's really good yeah it smells wonderful oh it's yeah the smell it's are, really good you know the, the cool thing about this uh just here recently we read bourbon and beyond um and uh we won you know fred minnick's ascot award for people's choice at bourbon and beyond awesome. for our our weeded uh product and you know we were competing against a lot of bourbon brands there that of course day. and uh we felt really good about that and then he did a blind taste uh taste himself and trying to pick one and we came in a close number one to uh old forester yeah. and so we feel really great about the fact that you know he's tasting it up there and you know we're all trying to figure out well which one was ours <laughs> and uh and so when he got down to the final two um uh, you know uh, he selected the old forester but he was he said close 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 second was ours and so it was it was cool to have fred you know kind of give us a, a thumbs up endorsement i was gonna say that this is good the color on this is pretty impressive for four yeah. mm -hmm. and it's super smooth too. oh it's, i mean that is about as smooth of as you can tell, I mean, I'm almost especially finished. for a 94 proof. I mean, as you're working your way up to the, I know 100 to 105 is probably more of our sweet spot, but this right, is. But, no, that's. <clears throat> oh, that's that's a nice. solid spot. Yeah, for sure. Talk to us about, um, you know, what what do you have planned coming up here on on the grounds? I know you got Dant Crossing. Um, like, you know, if you want to talk to us about that and what, I mean, we're here for a concert that. too. There's yeah, we're here a for a concert. Cool thing behind us, it's going to yeah. happen later tonight. Yeah, so. obviously, yeah, the, so. obviously the amp. Yeah, so we're we're almost in this process of kind of rebranding everything to log steel because we've caused, quite frankly, a lot of confusion around what the hell's Dant Crossing and what the hell is log <laughs> And while we thought it was an original, good originally a good concept, I think what we've come to realize is that you know calling yourself too many things causes right. a little bit of mass confusion. Yeah. And so we've got all that back, and we're just simply saying, hey, we're log steel. Right. Come to us. We've got the amphitheater. We've got a uh, six bed and breakfasts. We've got 
a restaurant in the making. Yep. We've got an event conference center. We've got the distillery. You know, we've got a walking trail and a fully stocked lake. Oh, nice. We've got a train that comes so the, here. You know, so, yeah, so, you were right. The, the train. Yeah, he was like, I swear I, they I said thought, a train. I thought, I thought there was a, <laughs> there's a train. Did the train come and drop people off today? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Yeah. I but generally, like yeah. like tonight, we've got actually a, a supper series where before the, the show, we actually put on um, what we call supper right. down mm-hmm. in the South. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, because everybody's like, oh, it's dinner. No, no, no that's lunch. lunch. No, that's, that, that's lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Supper. But supper. And so we actually do that so a lot of awesome. times. We actually take the train, that folks take the train in. Yeah. We, Bus them up to our event conference center where they get to eat, and then they can either go back on the train or yeah. stay for a show. Yeah, because I was going to say the supper series. I know I think you have one tonight mm-hmm. yeah. uh, before Christians. And why, why was that something you wanted to put on and kind of have as just another thing to kind of check out everything that's here? Yeah, it, it's and it's our way of you know, uh, we are out in the middle of God's country out here, right? <laughs> it's so beautiful. We lost cell service right? on the way in, but it's back. We're good. So we, so we have no McDonald's. We have no uh, any other fast food joints. We have nothing like that. And it, your closest one right. is 15 miles away in, in Barstown. Yeah. And so it was a way of saying, look, if you're going to come out, then one, feel like you can get a good meal here. Right. Uh, our chef is fantastic. Was a Circle Downs for 12 years, nice. executive chef there, and nice. he's worked in, you know, works at the Olympics. He knows how to do it on a large scale, and then he can bring it down to, a, you know, a, so. an intimate dinner for five or six at the at the you know the Heritage House, my, my yeah. dad's old house, and so he's he's really good at doing that, and so we're we're looking forward to when that restaurant opens to be able to get that same experience there as well for patrons that want to come in during the week. Or you know, on the weekend. Yeah, and that's a cool that's a cool concept because you you are out in the middle of God's country. You can enjoy a concert if you want to take a long, nice weekend with friends and family. You got you could stay on site. You can have a nice meal and just enjoy the area and yeah, I mean, and plenty of, plenty of drinks. Yeah, and, and I was I gonna say, it. and when's the restaurant hopefully opening up? I'm guessing early 2024 is a goal. I think I've heard. Oh hell! Or, or whenever <laughs> magically no, um, the stars align. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a tough know, business the, restaurant business. It, it, well, the, the, from a construction end of things, yeah. we we are still subject to COVID-related mm. delays mm-hmm. and um, just things yeah. that you would never think of. Right. You're running short on. You're right. running. Sh- you're still running short on it. So. We've been talking with some of the general contractors that we've actually put out for bid to finish the restaurant off, yeah. and they all looked at me with my with eyes crossed when we said, "Hey, we'd love this up by Derby," and they're all like, eh, "We don't think that's going to happen because of this, 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 and this." Right. So, sometime soon, sometime in the future, <laughs> sometime in the future. I like that. I like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll say sometime in the future. Yeah, sometime in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. Well, I'm I look forward to trying it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm a f- big food guy. Sorry, I was still finishing off yeah. this four. No, so it, was too, it, was, it was good. Shall we go to four? Four. Because apparently you're going quicker than I am. I'm yeah, sorry. Right oh, ain't about that. It's just I, I'm I'm excited to try it. I'm slacking. So, so number four is, is our fifth district series. So literally, we just came out with this about four weeks ago. This is a new release. So this is the second uh, one. This is a second in that fifth district series uh, release. 
So this is an eight-year-old high rye bourbon that we actually finished uh, in a toasted oak barrel. Oh. So we did that for a few weeks to really kind of infuse oh. that eight-year-old with some caramels, cinnamons that you'll taste. We really wanted that that flavor pop and a little bit of that nice long finish to come out of it. And uh, and uh, and Lynn created all this, so she you know, give her all the credit well, if you like it, and give me all the you credit got the, if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you'll take all the heat if it's I'll take, I'll take it out. Yeah, it was I know one thing, y'all have got the nose game figured out because yeah, all these just smell fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, and also different because you know, obviously yeah. the Tennessee whiskey right. is going to have something different. Right. Exactly. The weed is going to be different than you said. This was a high rye. High rye. High yep. rye. So I mean, but all very inviting. <laughs> I always feel like on a show we should always be talking, but I'm like, I know, but I, but I just <laughs> wanted to enjoy the pour. I know, right? Especially here. Oh uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's nice. That's... Hmm. And how long was it in the toasted barrel for? A uh, few months. A few months? A few months. I won't be specific because then I'll have my ass. No, you don't have to be. <laughs> we don't want to get it... you in trouble. We don't want to get you in trouble. I don't, trouble. I don't no. either. You, don't, you, don't <laughs> you said this is, you said an eight year, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, eight yeah. years. Hunter proof? Hunter proof. Yeah. And like now, it. the fifth district series name, what does that pay? You know, homage to because I know your big history a lot. Oh, yeah. Monk's Road is what we traveled in on. Yep, you got yep. the rattle and snaps, the game. Right. I'm guessing Fifth uh, District also has a so little bit of history. Central Kentucky was part of the Fifth Taxing District, government hmm. kind of designated areas. Okay. So, like from just over the line in Marion County up through Louisville was called the Fifth Taxing District. Okay. And so. We still pay taxes, just like the old times used to pay taxes. But remember, if you guys know, there used to be a government office on every distillery. Yep, yep that's how right? the bottle and bonnet, yeah, right? That's right. Yep. And so government always wanted to make sure it got paid. <laughs> and paid <laughs> of course. correctly, right? Of course. And, um, and so we, we, what we try to do with the 5th District Series is pay homage to all of the old distilleries that were particularly in this area that exist no more. And so the first one was Cold Spring Distillery, which it was on our property that we own just across the street over there, uh, nestled in that hillside. And that was founded by uh, J.B. Vance. And he, he's famous for the Yellowstone brand. So if you see that Yellowstone brand yep. today, which uh, Lux Beam and all them have, yeah. Beam yep. and MGP. Because they, they founded out, out of his old... Uh, uh yeast, yeast jug, jug right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they found his strain in the yeah. old yeast oh, yeah. jug yeah. yeah and that's crazy and by, by the yeah. way minor, it's... minor case who, yeah yeah he talks about right. actually owned this distillery at one point in time pre-prohibition <laughs> really and that's my, one of your and favorite my, pours and, yeah and i love great, minor case great uncle bought it from minor case right wow. so and steve and i are related through uh um my my dad's side um, yeah. and his a long line. His mother was came out of a dam, right? And so, uh, and my of course mine, mine did as well. And so, wow. so we're awesome. we're related, and you know it's cool to kind of discover. Oh, yeah. and right. I, you know, at the end of the day, I always say this to everybody around here, and they give me a bunch of shit. You know, I look, at, <laughs> I look, and make sure I've got all my 
fingers and toes and not extra wins because we're all related in this community. <laughs> the gene pool wasn't a whole thing. Right, right, right. Well, no matter what, it came out great. I know. Yeah. yeah. It it produced some good bourbon, though, is is what it did. It did, yeah. And I I like the high rise at the finish on on this one. Yeah, it's long, nice, lingering finish on that. Yeah, because I'm, my go-to is rye. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, I love, so is his, Mm -hmm. but we're we're big rye guys. So, I'm extremely excited for the new the new rise that new are going to be yeah, coming yeah, on out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now is that is that going to be a different brand or is it still a different name or no, it'll, you it'll got come under this, It'll come under this much okay. label, so okay. it'll be a different colored label right. associated with it. Okay. Um, and most people that make a rye whiskey these days have okay. a green label, so right. Yeah, I'm probably not going to buck that trend. Right. So <laughs> yeah, uh, you know because it's because everybody's around the right. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of brands, you have any new brands? on the horizon or thinking about adding to the, or know, is it the name? keeping it simple, or keeping it you simple know, right um, now. So, you know, you have, and so then you, all this whole business marketing side of things. Correct. So once, once we've got these four that are sitting out here, you know, we've got a, a an eight year old Tennessee expression that's in the, in the tasting room that we sell as well. Okay. It's a nice little hornet size. Uh, yeah. Thing, isn't yeah. It? He, he was and excited to be over here. <laughs> he's really excited. He, he wanted he wants, to taste he it. Wants a little bit of, <laughs> he wants to taste yeah, it. We'll, we'll see how long he ferments and that stuff. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so we've got that. And so we, you, you almost have to look at it from a what we call a skew perspective. How many mm-hmm. skews are you going to have out there? So we'll have two others of this. We've got a dry gin. And so you need to be cognizant of... of those shelf spaces, uh, shelf stores, space and, and, stores and then what you got to keep track of. And then, right. And um, having said that, you know, we are what we call a house of brands. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if there are other things that we think make sense for us and Log Still, then you'll see things yeah. in the future, I think, around, yeah. you know, some, whether it's expansion of, of these or maybe, you know, a, a different brand. Yeah. Huh. I like That's that because cool. I, I think yeah. last time we talked, I asked you why you didn't name one of them Log Still, and it was, well, they're not good. I don't want to ruin the whole brand, which makes a ton of sense. But I think yeah. you've got some pretty good products out here, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very good products. Very good. Yeah. And so, obviously, too, as you're laying down stuff, I'm guessing the goal is to maybe be able to have more fun things down the road, some special releases that hit a different age and things like that. There will be. I mean, you know, Lynn is working on things now, experimenting. We've got a little 50-gallon hybrid pot still that sits in that tasting room that, you know, they're working on some different recipes mm-hmm. and, and and we can do that and then take it to the big production facility kind of scale it up but you know what it, you can taste it immediately in that 50 gallon and and um so it's it's a way of being able to scale up and not ruin four thousand gallons of mash because all of a sudden you go boy that just tasted like shit yeah <laughs> yeah now, now does lynn let you do anything or do you oh, have hell to stay? No. So, no, no. She just, I was wondering she just, the way this was going. Keeps, I was like, she I, keeps me two steps behind her and says, watch. Yeah. <laughs> you get to take, you, exactly you true, get to do, yeah, you get yeah, to do yeah, all yeah, this yeah. stuff no, though, right? No, you get to do this get to while do she this. gets to be in the behind yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the lady behind the curtain that yeah, does all yeah, the fun stuff. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. You got anything else, Brandon? I'm good. I just, listen, I'm happy to be here. This is a beautiful place. Thanks for having us. Oh yeah. Um, Love the products. I'm going to have it 
I'm, I've still got it on my shelf at home. All so, right. All right. um, but yeah, I well, can't you guys, wait. You're in can't for a treat tonight. It's going to be uh, a wait. wonderful show. Chris Jansen's here. Yeah. Uh, his opener for all of those TV fans that are out there. I think uh, he was on Nashville. Yep. And whose line is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway? And what's the other one? I can't remember. Outer Banks. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. thought he was on Outer Banks. <laughs> Really? That's the one you I knew? Thought, yes. I, I swear he looked familiar because he was a, the, the dad. The dad that was crazy and killed everybody. Yes. Yeah. Don't be giving away things. I'm, everybody loves Outer Banks. Come on, man. Come on. Like, it's, it's not I, no I didn't feel now. like it was aimed at your demographic, though. Huh? I didn't think it was aimed at your demographic. Netflix <laughs> is my demographic. Yeah, I was say. He's well-rounded. Yes. Yeah, he is. He's yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, that, but Wally, these have been awesome, yeah. and we don't say that lightly. We, no, we do. We, we have enjoyed all the pours. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big gin guy, and that was a very unique pour that I think you could get behind if you're a bourbon drinker. Uh -huh. uh, this is this has been yeah. a pleasure, and we, we appreciate this, man. Right? No, yeah. no, thank you, Jim. No, thank, thank, yeah, thank you, really. It's no. been it's been a pleasure. We yeah. really appreciate it. And I'm not a gin guy at all. I don't even own gin, but I will I will buy that <laughs> one. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. What, and that's what he was hoping for. Bourbon yeah. guy, yeah. Because I'm gonna make old fashioned with it. There you go. Grab one of them tasting. Yeah, well, absolutely. 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 Well, we appreciate it. All right. Thank, no, you. thank you. Thank you all. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.